Let's just dive right in today into the scriptures and into the message. And let's turn to John chapter 5 and start at verse 1. It says this, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Remember that. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. In today's Super Bowl, did you know that there is even a thing called a Super Bowl? And no, it's not a huge cornflake bowl. I have one of those at home. I call it my Super Bowl. Because when I have cornflakes, I want to have cornflakes. So it's not a big cornflake bowl. Uh you know, some of you may go, well, I, re- I, I know there's a Super Bowl, but I don't really care if there's a su- who's in it. I'm not a fan. You know, uh, and some of you are waiting ant- uh, in anticipation for four o'clock for the game to start. Well, um, huh. the game, of course, is between KC and the 49ers, right? And there will be players on both sides of the ball with injuries. Uh, there will be those who are injured and won't be able to play. <clears throat> there will be those who are injured, but they're going to play through their injuries anyway. And then there will be those who will be injured while playing. And just as injury is a part of football or a part of hockey or a part of sport, injury is also a part of life. We know that, right? The only way you could be sure not to get injured is not to play. And that's not an option. We we play this thing called life. And at times while we play or we work through life or we live life, at times we do get injured. Did you notice what it said in the text? It said that... A great number of people were disabled. There were a great number of disabled or broken people that lay near the gate. When I read this, I thought to myself, wow, yeah, there is certainly a great number of people today that are hurting, that are injured. A great number of people, probably more than we may even like to admit. But we know life at times can cause injury. We know that there are broken, disabled, injured people all around us. And I'm not talking physically. I am talking internally. There are injured people walking around. You may be one of them. All of us at some point in our life have experienced some form of injury on the inside. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to help you to 
live in such a way that you can receive healing for your heart. There is healing present for your heart. When you think of the heart in scripture, it's referring to our soul. It's referring to our mind and our will and our emotions. And it's referring to uh, this, our spirit. It's all about the in. Side. Look at what Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13 says. It's on the screen. It says, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. But by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. And then Psalm 147 verse 3 says this, he heals the brokenhearted, speaking about God, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This verse is talking about being crushed on the inside. Have you been there? Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you're feeling crushed on the inside without any hope. These two verses speak about the fact that the Lord does not leave us in our hurt. He comes and he binds up our wounds. And don't think because of our love songs that we sing and the poems that we read that being brokenhearted is about our 15-year-old crush that we had when we were 15. It's much more than that. This is speaking about inner wounds. When we are wounded on the inside, those hurts that people don't see. My, my wife recently... Uh, was wounded on the outside. She dislocated her shoulder and it was recognizable because she was in, in a sling. So everybody noticed that she was wounded. Well, there's lots of us that are walking around. There's lots of us that are wounded on the inside. And for the most part, most people don't know about it because we're very good at hiding our wounds. We're very good at not allowing people in in order for us to receive the healing that we so desperately need. Friends, today I want us to see that our Lord knows, our Lord sees, and our Lord has sent the answer to bring about healing in our lives. Healing on the inside. I, I knew when uh, the Lord dropped this message in my heart that it was a message that would be transformative for many of you. It would be a message that you could carry to other people that you know that are struggling with this. And here's what I find when it comes to that. All of us have experienced inner pain, right? All of us have. None of us are immune to it. I find when I'm talking to somebody who I know has an inner wound and I know needs to be free from it and I bring a message such as this to them, I always talk about me first. I always say, you know, hey, I understand a little bit of where you're at uh, because I 
experienced this. I've gone through this pain and I've witnessed the Lord bring about a healing in my life over it. Be be transparent with people. Yeah, I mean, we we may not be able to understand the depth of their pain because their pain is very different than our pain, but pain is pain nonetheless. And all of us have experienced it. And my prayer is, is that all of us would also begin to experience the healing presence of Jesus over that wound. Does that make sense? It says in Psalm 34, 17 to 18, it says this. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. You need to know, my friends, that God will heal everywhere you hurt. Healing is not restrictive to outer wounds, depression, despair, despondency, abandonment, heartache, every single inner ache, the Lord is near to heal. He can heal you everywhere you hurt. He can heal you in your relationships. Maybe you blew it with someone. The Lord can come in and bring healing into that relationship. And here's the thing sometimes when we're hurt in our relationships, we can put up a guard against any future relationships. Because we don't want to get hurt again in a relationship. So we put up this guard. It's something that I'll talk about in a moment called patterns. We have these patterns in our lives that we we can tend to fall back upon. But when it comes to relationships, you have to be willing to be vulnerable again. You have to be willing to trust again. Yeah, maybe you were the one that blew it in a relationship, or maybe it was the other party who blew it in a relationship. You have to learn to trust yourself again, to put yourself out there again, and you're going to have to trust someone else again. To give someone your heart and for them to take that and stomp on it, squish it, do whatever they do to it, it's, it's, it's not an easy pain to work through. But I encourage you, friends, that God can bring healing into that area of your life. He can heal you emotionally. Again, maybe a, something real bad occurred in your life. Maybe you lost a loved one and it hurts and there's pain and you're, you, you become emotionally affected by it. Well, you need to also know that God can come in and heal the brokenhearted and bind up your wound. He can heal your broken heart. He's able to do it and he's willing to do it. He desires for you to experience his his healing anointing, his healing love in that area of your life. Did you know he can also heal you financially? 
Yeah, you heard right. He can actually heal you financially. Uh, in my marriage, uh, we've experienced many wounds because of finances. If, if you've been married for more than, what, five hours? Well, maybe not five hours. You've got to let the honeymoon period wear off. You know that financial wounds can be very present. Because you're, you're, you're learning to uh, work together. Maybe, uh, you know, you're a person who you are extremely, you know, you're just <sighs> impulsive. And you see something and you want it. And it doesn't matter if you have money in the account. You're going to get it. Because we all have credit cards. And maybe the other person isn't. Maybe the other person is extremely frugal and and would never ever think of 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 spending money that way. And all of a sudden in the relationship some wounds happen. Right? Maybe we get into some foolish debt. Maybe had no fault of you, the economy just turned. And all of a sudden you have these financial wounds. That need healing. Well, you need to know that not only will God heal our physical body, but he'll heal us emotionally and he'll heal us financially. That would have been a good time to say amen. Amen. Did you notice I paused and I went. (laughs) Life at times we know can cause injury, right? But God. I said, but God can deliver you out of all your troubles. He is near, as we just read, to the broken hearted friends. You don't have to stay hurt. You don't have to stay hurt. Pain is unavoidable. We know that. Pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. It's good, eh? Pain is unavoidable, it is. If you're alive, if you're breathing, it's unavoidable. But staying hurt, well, that is optional. If you're hurt today, you're in good territory. Probably the person next to you, or the person you came with, is also dealing with some type of hurt. But also, the person around you could have also received their miracle from the pain of hurt. You hear that? There are people in your midst, people that you walk with and rub shoulders with on a regular basis who have a story about how God came in and delivered them from all their troubles and healed their broken heart. Again, don't just think of a heart that is broken like we would think of our crush on, I had this crush on a gal when I was 11 years old. It's like, I never even knew what a crush meant. But I, I just liked, I liked her hair. <laughs> she had this, the, this long black hair. Like it was really long. And, and I don't know, I just, I just liked her. Her name was Petra. I even remember her name. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> That's not the kind of crush 
we're talking about today. That's not the kind of brokenhearted we're talking about today. I love the image on the screen of of some stitches in our broken heart. And that's what I picture the Spirit of God is doing and will do through this message series. Is he'll come in like that surgeon and begin stitching a heart. Begin mending those wounds. Pain is unavoidable. But staying hurt is optional. We know that some pain is very traumatic. We know that. But also know that you're not alone in your hurting. Everybody hurts. We all deal with pain. And we need to get this word out to people. People need to hear this because there are a lot of people around us that are dealing with emotional pain, inner wounds, a lot. And they need to know, they need to hear that there is a God who cares and he wants to deliver you out of your trouble and he wants to bind up your wounds. He wants to heal your broken heart. People need to hear this. And it is our responsibility as Christians, as humans, to let them know that there is hope. There's hope. We all know people. Friends, take this message. Take even those few scriptures and talk to some people about it. You'd be surprised. They say one in every three people are dealing with some type of inner pain that has not yet been dealt with. Now, there's a difference, right, between uh, having pain and being willing to allow the Lord to come in to bring about healing into that area. Uh, pain is unavoidable. Staying hurt, that is optional. That's where we want to get ourselves to. We want to get ourselves to the place where we uh, recognize, yeah, pain is unavoidable if I'm living, if I'm going to play on the field, if I'm going to get in the game. Like Casey will get into the game today. I, I, I just turned over to the San Fran dude. Like Casey will get into the game today. If we choose to do it, we know that we may get hurt. My son used to play football, linebacker, and uh, he, he got hurt. Um, his collarbone, I broke his collarbone, and um, it was coming up to the championship game. And this was um, not just for the division, but it was for the region. And they really needed him, and he really wanted to play, and he did not want to miss the game. And I can't remember which collarbone it was, left, right. Anyways, he he decided to play. The coach let him play. And he was hitting people with his opposite shoulder. So he said, okay, I'm obviously not going to use my wounded shoulder. I'm going to use my good shoulder and hit people that way. And, you know, I can't even remember the outcome of the game. can't even remember if, because I was more concerned about him, hoping that he wouldn't be writhing on the ground in pain because he caused more damage to his to his collarbone. 
But thankfully he didn't and ended up getting an operation and is better for it. And man, that kid was a, a walking wound. Concussions. Uh, uh, we have a picture of mom with her in a sling with her dislocated shoulder and our son uh, just had operation on his shoulder that always dislocated and they're together as like the walking wounded. But just as physical wounds eventually heal, um, with him, with the operation, uh, he needed a hand from a surgeon to come in and repair the wound. Uh, Then he needed a hand from the physiotherapist to come along and give him the proper exercises. Um, Just as Yvette needed the doctor to come and pop her arm back into place, which was uh, was a sight to see. It's kind of gross, actually. I don't have a stomach for that. And um, just as she needed a hand with that, and then continues to need a hand with her physiotherapist to make sure that uh, she can strengthen the muscles around her shoulder. Just as we need help physically to heal from a wound, we also need help to heal emotionally from wounds. We need help to heal uh, from some of the depression that some of us have walked through. We need help from some of those pains that have really affected you and really hurt you, that have started forging patterns in your life. Negative patterns. You know, you think of a negative pattern that pain can begin to forge in your life. You go back to what I talked about with relationships and maybe you were hurt really bad in a relationship and they took your heart and stomped upon it. Well, you could begin to forge a pattern, like I said, where you won't trust anybody anymore. You won't put your heart out there anymore. And and we do it in many areas of our lives where we allow pain to forge a negative pattern in our life. And then it becomes easy to walk down the trench that that pain has caused in our lives. And sometimes we walk down that trench uh, for far too long and it becomes our go-to, our reflex, is to always go into that ditch, go into that trench, because it's just easier. But just like any physical injury that you go through, there is a lot of work that has to be done in order to receive your healing. I, I, I witnessed it with my wife, uh, the, the intense pain of dislocating your shoulder. Like, I've never seen that before. And, and it was brutal and it was gruesome. But then also witnessing the pain that she's going through in order to ensure her healing or to secure her healing. She has to do all these exercises that hurt. But she knows she has to do it if she wants to um, heal properly and get full use out of her shoulder and her arm. 
And it is no different emotionally, my friends. God wants to bring healing into those areas of your life that have caused you great pain. I'm not here to uh, say to you that that pain is not real and just get over it. Tough it up. I would never say that because pain is real. I've been there. I've experienced much pain in my life. And I've witnessed the effect that allowing that pain to shape my life negatively, I've noticed the effect it's had on my life. And I've said to myself, I never want to walk down there again. I don't want to go there again. Because I've witnessed the healing that can come from our Lord as we put our trust in Him, as we put our hope in Him, as we, as we rely on Him and say to, say to Him, You are my healer. You heal the brokenhearted. You rescue me from my troubles. I've witnessed what happens in my life when I allow that healing presence to occur. All of us have been shaped by pain in some way or another. My prayer is that we would allow for the love of God and the anointing of God and the healing of God to come and apply soothing ointment to our wounds. That's what he's doing right now. Can I get the keyboard just to come? Maybe a singer. During this uh, month of healing of the heart, I'm going to be praying for you that you would allow God as the master surgeon To work a healing in your heart like maybe never before. I know there's people here who you're saying that's what I need. I I, I desperately need for the love of God to touch my life. Because the pain has produced a pattern in my life that I don't like. I'm not trusting people anymore. I dislike myself now. That pain has caused me to forge a path that has become destructive to me I'm missing work I'm avoiding family I've lost a few jobs some of my relationships are affected 
Rather than letting people in and pushing people out. I find myself with constant thoughts of depression. Suicide is a very real thing, my friends. And God wants to bring healing into those thoughts and into those emotions. God wants to wants you to know and wants you to hear that He is near to the brokenhearted. He is near. And He wants to bind up those wounds. You don't have to stay alone. You don't have to stay in that pain. You don't have to stay in that struggle day in and day out, day in and day out. I want to say this in closing. One of the disciples, I believe it was Peter, was struggling with the emotions of having to forgive people. Have you ever been there where you've struggled with releasing forgiveness? Well, he struggled with that and he came to Jesus and he said, how many times must I forgive? Obviously, somebody was 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 just just in his face, on his case, and he was struggling with forgiveness. And Jesus turned to him and said, seventy times seven." In other words, he was saying to him, "Peter, forgiveness must be on repeat. It must be on repeat in your life. It is something that you must do." And determined to do every single day of your life. You must be willing to live and walk in forgiveness. And friends, maybe that is the thorn that needs to be pulled out of your pain. For you to receive and and be released from that. Maybe it's just you need to forgive. I'm not saying you need to condone what they did. I, I'm, I'm not saying you have to respect what they did. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying now you have to be buddy buddies with them. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is for your sake and for your healing sake to release bitterness in order for you to get better. You must release bitterness. And for your, for your sake, just receive that forgiveness and give that forgiveness. Give it. I know you will witness a healing in your life that will be transformative. Can I pray for you this morning? I want to ask my wife to come.
to bring healing into our midst. Healing into those dark areas of our lives where we have forged a path of bitterness, of pain, of destruction, of despondency, of discouragement, of distrust. Father, we need the healing presence of Jesus to come in and touch those areas. So I pray a release now in Jesus' name over those areas of your life. A release of healing. A release. And I pray, Father, that each of us would be willing to do the hard work to ensure that we continue to walk in healing. Help us not to steer back to that pattern of discouragement or depression or despondency or distrust. Help us not to veer back into that familiar pattern, but help us, God, to move forward into the pattern of healing. Pray this in Jesus' name for every person that's here. I want you to know that when you read this story, you'll see right at the end, Jesus forged a new pattern in this guy's life. His pattern had been, he had been in a state of, of, of ill health for 38 years. 38 years. It's a long time. And you forge patterns during that time. Jesus formed a new pattern. A new pattern of healing. And we know that because he said to the man, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And then he said to the man, take up your mat and walk. A new pattern of healing he brought forth receive that today. A dear friend of ours this last year came to Edmonton because there was the renowned cardiologist that he needed for a heart reconstruction. So we would call someone like that a great physician, an amazing physician. But you know, we have Jesus who scripture says is the great physician. So don't ever believe the lie that it's impossible. There's just been just too much gone on for you. God is able to do a healing work in your heart that just doesn't seem possible in the natural. He's the great physician. So let yourself be operated on by him. You've come to the right place to him. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to do that. It's coming to faith in Christ is not about how good you are, how good you're going to be. It's not about what you did yesterday. It's about what you're going to do right here, right this moment, at this time, by opening your heart to Jesus Christ and asking him to be your Lord and take up ownership in your life. I did that some, wow, coming up to 37 years ago. 37, 38 years ago. And I've never been the same. 
At the time, I never felt worthy. At the time, I never felt I deserved it. But I did it nonetheless, and the Lord met me right where I'm at. So here's what I want to do. I just want to lead us all in a simple prayer. And if that's you, if you say, yeah, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I need help. I'm hurting. I need help. If that's you, just pray this prayer along with me out loud. Say, God, I come to you this morning in Jesus' name. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I ask, Jesus, that you would heal my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And help me to walk through this thing called life. In victory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you, I want you to know that you've started a brand new journey with our Savior. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. Talk to my wife. Talk to Pastor Ron Ingrid, the person you came with. Talk to somebody. We have... a. Uh, uh, some information at the info center out in the foyer. I encourage you to come. Maybe you need prayer. As people leave, we have coffee, we have snacks out in the foyer. Uh, I'd love to connect with you, meet with you, meet up with some people, have a coffee. But as people leave this way, if you need prayer, come forward to the front and we'll pray with you. Trust God for a victory in your life. God bless you. We love you.